And welcome to another episode of the Access Vikings podcast. My name is Andrew Kramer, joined by Ben Gessling and Michael Rand of the Star Tribune from the illustrious podcast studios uh, in downtown Minneapolis, where we are recording this edition, preparing for the NFL draft. It is finally NFL draft time. I don't know if you guys have caught the news. Mm. You check Twitter, social media, Facebook. The NFL draft is happening this week. And if you check StarTribune.com, you could find a full seven-round Mock draft that Ben Gessling has put up there, including an intriguing move that we got asked about quite a bit in our mailbag here. Yeah, I'm just chasing clicks. Pertaining to the <laughs> Vikings, Ben. Uh, let's start there. Anthony Richardson to the <laughs> yep. Minnesota Vikings? Yes, yes. The quarterback change, uh, at least in this mock draft, is imminent. Uh, wouldn't happen this year. Maybe wouldn't happen next year even if if things go a certain way. But, yes, I have them – Training up to take a quarterback. I, they have certainly been in the quarterback market. They have, I think, considered a lot of options in the first round at that spot. And I believe there is a good chance later this week. And it'll depend on how the board falls because there, there are a lot of teams really in the top 10 that you could say they could be in the quarterback market or they could not. I mean, like the Seahawks at five. Are they going to take one with Geno Smith there? The Raiders at seven. Are they going to take one with Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, you, you can make a case for yes. You can make a case for no. But if Richardson is there and they can go up and get him, from what I understand, they like him. And they they have their eyes open. I, they know that he's a project. They know that he's 20. He still has some things to learn in terms of being the leader of a franchise, in terms of running an offense that is going to be more demanding on him than you would have, although I do think they would change some things with the way they play offense given his skill set and given his mobility. But I think they see the chance to get somebody that is an elite-level prospect. A blue-chip player would be the scouting terminology for it. Uh, There's no guarantee it would work, but I think if they take a quarterback, it is going to be somebody they believe can be a franchise-type guy. It's not going to be... They just take one to take one. And I wrote about this for Sunday. The last two times they did it, Rick Spielman basically told everybody in 2011, we need a quarterback. We're going to take one. And the one they took was Christian Ponder. That didn't work out. 2014, they needed to take another one because Christian Ponder didn't work out. They take Teddy Bridgewater to go with Mike Zimmer. That got off to a good start. And then, of course, Bridgewater hurts his knee and, and is never in their plans really in the same way again. And they've been in this loop of veteran quarterbacks that they're trying to build around knowing that you don't have probably the elite-level guy that can kind of cover up some of these things. So they are, I think, open to the possibility that the change at quarterback is coming. I, I, they are not closed off, as as far I under, as I understand it, to bringing Cousins back on a new deal. But I also think they know, given the fact that he's 35 and given the fact that he is probably not the elite guy that's going to just make up for everything around him. It is time to start thinking about finding that guy. So that's why I have them trading up in the way that they do. I, I believe it's something they're going to consider on Thursday night. I do think if, if they do end up making that move, it certainly slams the door shut on Kirk Cousins beyond this year, obviously, with them looking for that successor or succession plan to him. Mike, what did you think of what Ben did? <clears throat> I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I've... You know, I've been be, I've been banging the draft a quarterback drum probably for longer than I should be, but now it it makes sense, right? And and, and a quarterback like Richardson makes sense for more than one reason right now. But 
if you're looking for someone who is more of a project and some teams aren't in that space where they can be looking for a project. Some people want, you know, a plug and play guy and they don't have anybody right now or their rosters may be more built to win right away. Vikings are in a situation where they're coming off of a 13 win season, but they, with the decisions they've made this offseason with Cousins, they've ostensibly made it so that <clears throat> they can move on from him after this year. So drafting a project, someone who can step in theoretically as soon as 2024, although I guess there would be some question of how ready he would be even be yeah. by 2024. Yeah. And he might need a veteran there, even if Kirk Cousins isn't there in 2024. I don't think you're going to be paying both of those guys in 2024. But, you know, the the style of quarterback he is, the ability to kind of swing big, which, you know, I, I would I would even argue that the last two times they drafted quarterbacks in the first round, they weren't really swinging big. Yeah, I don't think Christian agreed. Ponder and I don't think the, I don't think he and Teddy Bridgewater were guys that you were thinking of with super high ceilings. I think you thought of them as guys you could win with at the moment, but this would be a, a departure. This would be kind of a you know a bigger a bigger swing at that position to maybe represent the kind of thinking they have about this position. Now, again, like you said, nothing guaranteed. The board has to break a certain way when you're picking twenty third. A lot of different things have to happen in front of you. You have to be able to, you know, first of all, he's got to make it out of a certain point to to be there to to make a trade up even feasible. And second, you have to like him enough. And third, you've got to seize on that opportunity. And, and so, you know, we'll see how it goes. He could go as soon as what four or five, right? Yeah. And then it's just a moot point. So, but it's interesting to think about them taking a quarterback now at this kind of juncture they're at, trying to it would kind of be the ultimate kind of competitive rebuild move, right? You're still trying to win this year. But you're setting yourself up for year three and year four of your regime where maybe you have a quarterback you're developing, you're handpicking underneath your offensive-minded former offensive coordinator head coach that you think could maybe get you to a Super Bowl someday and not just to the division round. Well, and it seems like an appropriate time to look at this because we just saw the transition happen yesterday in Green Bay. The fact that the Packers have been what they've been for so long is tied up in this approach where it's let's draft one before we need one. And they didn't do that with Favre. They they hit it with Favre and it worked. And they certainly with the Rodgers pick, though, they said, we don't need this guy to play right away. And he fell to them and they, it was probably a little easier to say, okay, this is the best thing we had available to us at the time, so let's take it. But they made the move. They developed him and then they made the move to – switch to Rodgers, even if they were going to take a lot of blowback for it. And they then trade up for Jordan Love. It's That approach has served them very well for a long time. doesn't mean it's going to work out with Jordan Love, but there is some logic to doing it that way. And the Vikings have been very open about saying, we don't want a rookie to have to come in and start right away. We want him to have to, to get some time to learn where he could do that, at least for a year behind Cousins. And then you see what happens after that. But it is, I think, on a philosophical level, a smart approach at the position because you want to maximize those years where the guy's in his rookie contract. You obviously burn one of them by him not starting as a rookie, but you want him ready to go so that he can produce in a way that gives you that surplus of this guy is playing like a $35 million a year player and we're paying him six. Yeah. I mean, that is a big deal when you can get a few years of that. Yeah, just as an aside, it would be interesting to see if the Vikings didn't get a quarterback in this draft, how they would be able to potentially, if they wanted to still get Kirk under contract beyond just this yep. year. Um, seeing as how everything we've reported and know is that Kirk wants a longer deal than he does. just next year. Yep. And that um, is going to be really interesting too. Let's say they don't take a quarterback because it doesn't fall in a way that they're going to do it. 
and they're not going to take, like we said, they're not going to take one just to take one. So the other thing to watch is if they don't take one and there's not something they like at 23, I think trading back, we saw them do it last year, certainly makes some sense, certainly something they could do again. One way they could go, rather than saying let's trade back to pick 29, it's let's trade back to the middle of the second round and try to get a first-round pick for next year out of the deal. And a co- you do a couple of things. Then. You have two first-rounders, gives you a little more mobility, but you also may hit the Detroit Lions bonus round on the slot machine where the team that you trade the quarterback to, or trade the first-round pick to, I guess, get the, this is the first-round pick yeah, from get for the, the future first, year. yeah. <clears throat> they don't have a good year. Right. You're picking, you're taking somebody that made the playoffs this year and then eventually they don't have a good year and that pick is in the top 10. So now you have 10, it's to call it like seven. And then you have, I call it 18, 19, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You can do whatever you want at that point because then you can move up to get into the top two. And the catch for next year is that it may take that with Caleb Williams and Drake May from USC and North Carolina respectively. Those are the two players that everybody thinks are going to go one and two in the 2024 draft. So if they get to that spot, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do because they won't have that quarterback in the building come next March when Cousins hits free agency. So do you try to sign Cousins knowing that you may go try to get a quarterback at one or two or do you just go with the bridge starter, let Cousins walk, gamble on the idea that you can get up far enough to go one or two? I mean, yeah. there is a lot of risk to that approach, but I certainly think they are more of the go for the green and two approach here than the let's try to lay up and make it in three that we've maybe seen them use at that position in the past. Yeah. At that point, then, this is a good – got a lot of questions on Twitter. Thank you guys for sending those out to our Twitter handles. Nate wants to know, uh, from what you've dug into, rank the preference of the top quarterbacks for the Vikings, and he lists – uh, Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis, and Hooker. Um, so it sounds like when when you're talking about they're not going to just take one just to take one, they've got a clear tier. They do. On these prospects. And so um, to what point, Mike, yeah. do you want to see them reach for a quarterback in this draft? Well, what's interesting is, you know, a guy like Hendon Hooker who got mentioned just there, like you, you read a lot of the other mock drafts and he's become fashionable to go to the Vikings and with some to buy some people who are in this pretty good, like Todd McShay had him in a mock. I think uh, Daniel Jeremiah from NFL had him had him in, in a mock to the Vikings at twenty three. Reading stuff this week, uh, you see McShay saying like Hooker's not going to get past twenty. Like someone's going to take him in the top twenty now. Like I don't know if that's just like board risers. If that's what happens with quarterbacks, like teams quarterbacks rise more mm-hmm. than anybody else. So this could just be like the pre-draft chatter and then someone's like yeah no that's not really what we're going to do and he could still be available there um yeah it's it's interesting to me to think about that cuz it feels like you know Richardson's got the potential to maybe fall just cuz he's got he doesn't he hasn't done it in college he's still more of a project whereas obviously CJ Stroud and um Bryce Young Bryce Young thank you um and, and even even will leave us to a certain Degree, I think there's there's somebody that's gonna that's gonna get him somewhere in in the top ten, you would think. But is it Levis or Levis? I don't know. I don't know. Because Will Levis is like he will leave us. <laughs> it's like the present tense of white. I'm, I'm gonna call him. That was just for you. You're the other person I'm, that got that. Thank, thank you. I'm gonna call him Will Levis. I think it's Will Levis. Although Will Levis um, eats Greg Joseph eats, white left. 
eats bananas with the peels on them. What? <clears throat> no, weird. that's not real. Yeah. He eats on a TikTok no, video. No, there was like a, no, there was, I thought there was some campaign where he also like puts, quote unquote, puts mayo in his coffee, but it turns out what? it was just an ad for mayo. But there's a TikTok video of him eating a banana and he had to explain it. This was two years ago. He had to explain it in a press well, this conference. This is when he was like in college. Yeah. This was pre-NIL. He didn't have yeah. some deal with Chiquita. No. He, <laughs> he was eating this like nasty brown banana with the peel what? on it. Yeah. I'll show it to you. Okay. I, Anyway, yeah, I'd rather watch not. that than the mayo. Red flag one. or not? Red flag. It's kind of a red flag. Undraftable. That's like that's like serial killer yeah, stuff. Yeah, undraftable. Mayo anyway. in the coffee also a red flag. <laughs> yeah, the oh. we are anti at least the the ones that live to the 2020 season. Yeah, and cold sandwiches and press boxes. We are anti mayo on the Access Vikings podcast. Hooker is the interesting one though because I don't know how they feel about him. He's 25. He's got a torn ACL. He seems to check a lot of the other boxes, but upside wise, I don't know where he's at. He, he's maybe a guy that's more like. You know, more like a mid-level starter, even once he recovers. That's and, that's not so much of a home run. And he's not even maybe going to be on the field for you come training camp his rookie year because he's coming yeah. off that ACL tear. Right. That so that happened so late in the college season. So um, that that to me was the interesting one when you saw the steam for for um, Hendon Hooker coming from really reputable guys um, and Daniel Jeremiah and Todd McShay. I, I thought that was incredibly interesting. And now you're seeing this Will Levis stuff where there's apparently a thing on Reddit. Where Will Levis is quote unquote telling family members that he's going to be taken one overall. It's some rumor going around to the point where these bets are getting juiced up on like sports books, taking bets for Will Levis going early. Yeah. And then some sports books shut down apparently amid the chaos of like, okay, what's coming in wow. with this influx of money? We need to stop it to figure out what's happening. Um, the draft is wild and I love it. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, I mean, the, the good thing it is, is it's more fun when all the gambling gets involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, just oh, from yeah. a like, just WTF perspective. When I said before this, I said a gas mask bomb better make an appearance at some point. 2017, <laughs> right? Is there a prop on that? Or 18, I think it was Larry Tunsil. Um, the draft is like wild. minus 140 on the gas yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think whatever is going to happen, it, it's going to probably not be the way we think it is. Cause that's just how this stuff shakes out, right? Very rarely does it go, um, you know, one, two, three, four, five, the way we kind of expect it to go. So does Will Levis go that early? Does Hendon Hooker be a top 15 pick somehow, even though no one thinks it? Um, it would seem. So Ben, to, to this point though, it seems the evaluations of these college prospects vary so widely. They, yes. <laughs> so wildly across the NFL. Uh, from your sense of the Vikings, what can you say about how the Vikings viewed this quarterback class? Yeah. So I think I would, I would say it this way. I, I think they have a number of quarterbacks they believe are first round caliber players. I think there is a, a group at the top of that list that's probably in a little bit different tier. And I would say that's probably Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, which is not too different than other people have it. People have different opinions on on Levis, probably more so than anybody else. Those but those are the consensus top three. Yeah, though. those are the consensus top three. The question I think is is the rest of that group draftable in the first round in their opinion. I think there are different opinions on this, but there are going to be a number of things that we see them do that will probably tell us how this is all going to go. How, how aggressive do they get to try to move up? How aggressive do they think other teams might be about taking a quarterback early on? I, I think they believe all five of those names in the first, you know, probably the guys we see about in the first round, whether it's Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis, Hooker, I think they believe all those guys can be NFL starters. Um, would they draft each one of them at 23 or higher? I think is a different question. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, because 
the NFL is going to have different views on all of these guys, clearly, with Will Levis somehow being mocked as early as he has been, or even Hendon Hooker for that matter, because none of these guys were talked about, which is great. Uh, the part that I love about the draft is none of these guys were talked about as first-round picks. Not none. Some of them are. But then all of a sudden, it goes from Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud being first-round picks to we get to April, and oh no, there's five potential first-round picks at quarterback. Well, what changed? Well, we learned that Anthony Richardson is a freak athletically, like 99 percentile combine, like uh, next-gen stats, doesn't really have a comp for what that guy could do at his size <laughs> at, the, at the combine. And so that kind of stuff vaults them up. Um, I think it's fascinating who is these these risers in the process right. where the smoke is fake for a lot of fans, a lot of media about the draft, but it's real for teams in the sense of that market race. We hear Kwesi talk a lot when he talks about we like to try to get a sense of what the stock or, or the market is for a given player in the draft so we know when somebody's going to go. He talked last time he spoke about we have a sense of where guys are going to go on the entire board and we try to like line them up accordingly. Well, how do you know where Hendon Hooker is going to go? You know what I mean? So they know things behind the scenes, um, things get leaked to media and you get reports out. But at the end of the day, it's all about what a team gets spooked into doing. And if they get spooked into taking Josh Rosen at 10 or uh, Zach, Zach Wilson at 2 yeah. with the Jets too. Um, Carson Wentz, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. Yeah, there's some I mean, names. It's incredible. So Tombstones in that graveyard. It seems like, though, what you're saying, Ben, is that the Vikings might not be, quote-unquote, you know, spooked into jumping onto a court. Like, they're not going to be the team that's saying, you know what, there's four of these quarterbacks we're taking, we got to take the fifth one. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they're going to be the team in your fantasy league that says, oh, crap, I don't have a running back. I'm going to spend a ton of money in the auction on James <laughs> Conner or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I think, and the reason they're able to do that, and I wrote this on Sunday, is Kirk Cousins. They don't look at this as we have to have a starter right now or we have to have our guy right this second. I don't think it's impossible that Cousins is here in 24. It would take a certain iteration of events like we're kind of talking about to make that happen. I really don't think they've closed the door to that. Um, you know, how he feels about it is I think a different question and I don't, I don't know that. I haven't had that conversation with him. I, I just, I say that not to say that I know something. I say that to say that I don't know. Yeah. I have not had that conversation with him, so I'm not sure how he's perceiving all of this at the moment. But I think they feel like they can be picky because he's here. And I think at, on principle, they aren't going to draft one just to draft one. Right. They're not going to say, you know, like, we're, we're going back to the Ponder Bridgewater stuff. They're not going to do that. Yeah. And say that you have, cause the, the problem when you do that is that you have to give that guy time. Like yeah. You have to show, especially if you're the guy that drafted him. I mean, we saw this with Spielman. There was a lot of time where he was trying to tell people, well, you know, if you look at Ponder's year one, year two numbers, they compare favorably to Eli Manning and Drew Brees. I distinctly remember him saying that early on, that we think he can develop because those guys did. Obviously, that didn't happen, but you need to put the time into that player to be right about them so that it doesn't come back and say, well, you're the guy that drafted him. Why should you get another shot at it? Or two or three or four or however many more Rick got. Um, but it, that takes time. Yeah. And if you miss, you either have to say, we're going to fake it, like we think this guy can still play, or we're going to give up and go try to do it again, or we're going to have to go pay somebody on the open market, which ends up being really expensive. Right. So... I think they are trying to get the unicorn without the like donkey with a horn on its head. That, but 
Go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say, before we get to Ben's other options with that first-round pick, I wanted to ask you, Mike, what you think they should do with that first-round pick if it's not a quarterback. I mean, if it's not a quarterback, it feels like there's... Don't say offensive line. No, no. I don't think that... No, actually, they they don't need to draft an offensive lineman this year. They're they're actually kind of of set there. I I do feel like... I wouldn't be mad if they did, though. I mean... (laughs) They're, they're, they don't need a tackle. They're set-ish. Um, they could still use some interior line help, that's for sure. But I, I do feel like the most logical things if they don't draft a quarterback are either corner or wide receiver. I mean, I just think that's – you look at the roster, you look where the holes are, you look what they've lost this offseason, what they do with Adam Thielen. They could definitely use a wide receiver too. I don't know if K.J. Osborne is that guy. Maybe he's going to get a chance to be that this year if also they don't draft. this year. Yeah, there's that too. So I think those are the most logical things. They would not – be a bad idea at all to trade down if you don't get a, if you don't feel like you can trade up to get your quarterback or someone doesn't fall to you at 23 I'm sure they're going to be trying to trade make a market around hey come get this guy he's still there you could have him we don't necessarily want him but you can come get him at 23 we'll be happy to move down to like Ben said you know the mid 30s and accumulate picks they've only got five picks in this draft that's something we can't forget about and the opportunity possibly to Get a first round pick next year is intriguing because then you, you're right. You either give yourself two swings at a quarterback next year if you still need one, or you can package those guys, package those picks and get up into the top five, top three, whatever you need to do. So I think those are the three biggest options, either wide receiver, corner, or a trade down and still, you know, take something of value in, in the mid thirties. But Ben, to your point about, um, cousins, it was, it's interesting to think about like, Feels like he's either here for one year or at least three. Doesn't yeah. feel like he's here for two, which yeah. would probably be their I like ideal scenario would probably be if he's not here, if if they still want him for twenty four, I don't think they also want him for twenty five, but I think they would have to in that scenario. Yeah, yeah twenty five has been the sticking point, at least right. it was this year as I understand it. Um is that gonna change between now and next spring? It could. It could depend on how he plays this year. Yeah, it could depend on how he plays and he is his camp is going to be able to have conversations with other teams, and if you don't think this goes on, this is the NFL. It's this. What's the line? It's Chinatown, Jake. I don't remember what movie that's from. But <laughs> Probably it, Chinatown. But yeah, it could be. Uh, <laughs> it's the don't be shocked when you see this happen. Right, gambling in Casablanca. I know right. what that's from. Right. Um, his camp is going to talk to teams about. Hey, hypothetically, is that really just from Chinatown? I think so. Probably. That would make sense. Yeah. Occam's Razor suggests that's what it's in fact from. His camp is going to have conversations with teams around the league, possibly a team that plays near Chinatown in the Bay Area, about hypothetically – see how I linked all yeah. that together? Uh, <clears throat> if this guy is available in yeah. the spring, what would be your interest level and what would you pay for him? So they may have a better sense of that by next spring. So if the – Negotiations come back around to the Vikings. You're able to do it in a little bit more of a sensible manner, but still, yeah, 25 has been the the sticking point. So it'll, yeah, yeah the <clears throat> where they go if there's a contract to be done next March would be really, really interesting. And maybe he has the kind of year that is going to change yeah. this conversation. It'll be just, it'll be just like the Vikings to draft someone this year and then have Cousins like take him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or the hypothetical that I was just thinking of. What if the Vikings don't get a, or excuse me, do draft their successor for Kirk? The Niners get into camp and realize, boy, Sam Darnold's not it. Trey Lance still isn't it. And then you got the trade before the season. Yeah. Trey Lance. But the Vikings have to be willing to move on to their placeholder for their rookie 
Um, but well, also no, no, has I'm to saying, happen after June first. I'm saying it wouldn't be for Lance. Lance okay. could go somewhere else. I'm just saying Cousins to San Francisco could be something that is alive, uh, regardless of what the Vikings do. But it, especially when you look at San Francisco's situation in the quarterbacks spot right now. Um, they're far from settled. Um, yeah. Depends so. on Purdy's health, too. Like, it's all over the map. Like, he might be back by training camp, or yeah. he might miss the whole year. They just don't really know at this yeah. point. Um, all right, Ben, well, what are your options if it's not quarterback for the, for, you wrote down two names on your Star Tribune mock draft. Some quarterbacks. For the people, on this plane. What movie is that from? <laughs> yeah. So the lesson here, kids, is don't quote movies you haven't seen. <laughs> That's, okay. And that's the best we can do on Snakes on a Plane. Yes. This is a family show. Yes. Copies yes. for closers. All right. Um, that's a good one, Andrew. Let's, I haven't seen it. What I haven't is, seen it either, but that one, that <laughs> come on. You guys because seen it's that? memed no. enough. You haven't so, seen that? That's why I quoted it because I haven't on. seen it. I'm going to make him an offer right <laughs> here. He can't refuse. I haven't seen one. it. That's a good one. <laughs> I haven't I seen any of Godfather movies. <laughs> anyway. All right, Ben, if it's not Anthony Richardson, who are the two names? Derek Wedmore. What's your top 10? I'll let you know when I watch my 10th movie. Who are the two names? Who were the two names that you wrote down? You are trying really hard to get this thing back. I'm, I'm not letting go. I'm a dog I, with a bone right I, uh, now. I'm not letting it go. <laughs> I appreciate your your uh, perseverance. Uh, I had Kalijah Cansey from Pitt, defensive tackle, and Deontay Banks from Maryland, cornerback. I Cornerbacks. think both of those guys are options they would consider. I, I think Cansey in particular is somebody they really like. He's like six feet tall, so not – necessarily the type that you want there in the middle of the defensive line, but quick first step, gets in the backfield quickly from Pitt, so everybody's going to make the comparison to Aaron Donald, but I think they have not had an interior pass rusher in a long time that is as disruptive as people I think would hope he would be, so that I think is an option, and then there are enough corners in this draft and, and Banks is a guy that played a fair amount of press in college, has the profile to play man, which they're going to do a lot of in Brian Flores' scheme. So those were the other two I went with. I did a mock draft. <laughs> Sam Farmer from the LA Times does one every year with beat writers from around the league, and I did that one last week. And just the way the board fell, you couldn't make any trades. I took Quentin Johnston from TCU, the receiver, in that one. So I, I think receiver is in play as well. So I, I would add those names to the list of guys they could take. I also know that they like, I don't think they're going to do this, but they like a couple of the running backs. Mm. The, the kid from Alabama, Bijan Robinson from Texas, I I think that would be like a trade back. This is the best thing we have on the board. I don't see that happening. Are they going to run like a triple wing with yeah, stop, Madison stop, and Dalvin Cook? Well, stop yeah, stop it, Ben. Stop it. They're not, they're not taking a first-round running back. There's no way. Um, come on. <laughs> I don't think they are. If they do, Rick Spielman is still in that building. I'm a yeah. Scooby, I'm Mike a, Zimmer is still in that I'm building. I'm a Scooby-Doo mask. I'm going to rip off a, some, Ryan Grigson's head, and it's going to be Rick Spielman. <laughs> well, Ryan Grigson <laughs> was the guy that traded up for Trent Richardson. Well, he's was the guy he who not? traded a one for Trent Richardson. Yes. yes. Um, oh, for the Browns. Yep. Yeah. Yep. After we talked to Trent Richardson in a press conference that day when the Browns were supposed to come to Minnesota, <laughs> they traded him that day, and they still came in and beat the Vikings. Oh, we're talking about a, the Metrodome. a big quarterback splash, and instead they're going to trade back and get Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Alabama. I mean, <laughs> running back. Who knows? They're, they are they are trying to emphasize Red running the ball blanket. more. They got they got CJ Ham back, so they're going to run the ball more. Um, yeah, I think those those make a lot of sense. We, uh, wide receiver, defensive line. When or Mike, when you talk about the holes in this depth chart, one that no one talks about is the fact that Dalvin Tomlinson left, and they have not replaced him right. at all. They already weren't a great interior front for a three four. Um, I, unless they expect uh, Tonga or some of these other guys to really step up. 
I don't know where they're getting that kind of play from on the interior with two new interior or well, I guess one new interior linebacker and Brian Osamoa uh, projected to start back there as of now. So yeah, Cansey would make a ton of sense just because they need more bodies there in the middle. Um, corner, as we've talked about on every podcast since January, that's just one more. Just one every, more. Every Maybe a podcast more. since January of 2020. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> since we watched Cordrea Tankersley play for the Vikings, that was like the end of one of Zimmer's years yeah, last year's oh, 2020 gosh. or 2021. Um, yeah, I don't, I think those positions would make a ton of sense. And then if the board falls to where you're looking at a wide receiver left, I wouldn't be shocked to see him trade back. Um, either the way that you've talked about it too. Um, all right. Is there anything else from your mock that you wanted to address? Uh, not, I won't go through it pick by yeah, pick. But. Buy a paper. Yep. Paper. It's in the paper tomorrow or click on it online. Yes, there's a paywall. But yes, having reporters that have enough intel to do this stuff costs money. Sorry. And this podcast is free. <laughs> this podcast is free. Yeah. So is Twitter. And, should, um, and so it should be. Yes. Um. Agreed. But. Because you get things like people quoting Chinatown without knowing it's from the movie Chinatown. <laughs> That's my favorite thing ever. Oh, man. All what right. Chinatown. You want to some questions? Movie. I think it's Chinatown. What was the quote again? I'm going to verify that it's from Chinatown. I've never seen Chinatown. Okay. So you don't know either. I don't know. I'm just assuming Anybody that Anybody out there. What, I'm just was, just, what was the quote? It's Chinatown, Jake. Basically <laughs> meaning like you shouldn't be shocked when you see these things happen. Yeah, so. it's from Chinatown. <laughs> the Star Tribune is confirmed. It is, in fact, from Chinatown. You should go see that movie. What is this? Too goes. many snakes on these planes. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that from? We, th- we knew that one. Chinatown came snakes out before any of us were born. There. So that's our there, excuse. There, I am vindicated. We are sort of. Wars and the stars. Although I did quote Gambling in Casablanca, which <laughs> also came out before any of us were born. It's true. All right. What was it? Okay. Um, any other mock draft it, stuff or should we get to questions? Any other mock draft stuff? Oh, yes. I did have a little bit of intel there. It, if they took a later quarterback Ooh. in terms of like a developmental guy. Like Kellen Mond type? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Jaron Hall from BYU is a name to keep in mind. Okay. I, I think they've had some positive impressions of him in their pre-draft process. And I also heard Tanner McKee. From Stanford, from Stanford came in okay. on a top 30 visit. Hmm. So those would be two. I don't think they're going to. I mean, this would be like a developer guy yeah. down the road. Maybe right. it's a backup long term. Sure. Probably that type of guy. Yeah. Um, but those would be two other names. There's value there too. Quarterback world yeah. to keep in mind. Yeah. Could never have too many. All right. Just one more. Just we'll one. Get to some, Chinatown, Jake. We'll get to some questions here. Thank you guys for sending them. We'll start with this one. Stupid. Kirk, Kirk Cousins' <laughs> official burner wants to know, will Aaron Rodgers be a Viking in 2024? No, not a chance. Mike. I, it's, it's fun to think about, but come on. The, the Jets didn't give up everything they gave up to give up on him after one year. This is a, this is a two year arrangement in New York. Rogers very well could force his way out of New York and get his and way to Minnesota. And then, but, but the you Vikings are already going to have. Anthony uh, Richardson. Anthony Richardson, a quarterback who's not ready yet. And then here it comes. Sounds to me like Jameer Gibbs, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, CJ Hammer are going to form a backfield around Aaron Rodgers. Also, also <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, I, and there are running backs that they are somewhat intrigued with. I'm not saying they're going to do it. They're also going to owe Kirk Cousins $29 million That's in dead true, money man. in 2024. I don't think you can take it. making fun of me all the time. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's easier when we're all in the same place, not, uh, not remote. Not on Zoom. So, yeah. so it's better. It's, it's easier to make fun of me in person. Yes, not cyber. Yeah, this is not cyberbullying. This, cyber this is to your face. <laughs> Good old fashioned bullying. <laughs> Can't lock off. 
Um, all right, let's get to some more questions. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Vikings? I, I don't. It, it, it's it's a nice That's, little it's a nice parallel fantasy. Um, maybe maybe in 2025 when he's like 42. His next question was, what uh, team would beat the Vikings in the NFC Championship? Game? <laughs> <laughs> just keep it all the same, and make it's, it the Saints. It's got to be the. <laughs> it's it's, gotta be. Yeah, or or the Packers. Right, like Jordan. Well, I think Love. the Packers win it then the next year. Like right, if we're doing, if we're doing it that the way, the fifteen-year loop. Right. Then what does that mean? So then they draft somebody in twenty-six that's ponder. Ye- I mean, yeah. Boy, this gets weird. It does get weird. It gets weird in a hurry. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, it, it, we can't. Yeah. Hopefully, there's like keep your phone away from the. No. Yeah. Like Aaron, just yeah. Put the phone your, away. Put the phone away. No crocs. If we're yeah. No. Thank you. Transition. No Bud, Bud wants to know. Would I want to know? I want to know Ben's true opinion on the percentage chance the Vikings trade up to number two or number three for a quarterback. What's are the chances they make such a big move like that? I think that would be hard. I because they don't have don't a second th- round. They don't have the capital to do it. They no. have to like future first. Yes, you would. And the plural there yes. is important. First, multiple firsts. Um, and I, I don't think they would do it. But if they felt like if you if you think we've got our guy that can change the franchise at this position, is three firsts too much to give up to do it? I mean, that's this, I don't I'm not saying they're going to do this. This is a thought exercise. But if you thought in retrospect this is what we gave up to get this guy, and, and we were right, and it turned out, then great. We've seen some of those deals that have not worked. You got to be right. You got to be that. right, or or to job you're lose your job. You yes. You're gonna be. You got to be right, or the next guy is gonna get a chance to be right. But no, I don't see that. I I do think two is a really interesting spot because the Texans could take one. They could also decide no, we're gonna take Will Anderson there, and then Arizona has signaled that they're not gonna take one at three. So yeah. if 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 you're in a position at three where Stroud and Richardson are still both on the board, there's gonna be a lot of phone calls to. Uh, Laverne, Minnesota native, Monty Fort in Arizona. So um, that pick, I, I don't think they're going to trade up there to two. But if things get weird, and both a few of those guys are still around, especially thinking that Levis maybe Colts at four, something like that, mm-hmm. then you could start to see some movement. So it could be very interesting there. And it gets a lot more interesting, too, when you think about it. I think we talked about this on the last, last one we did, like, it makes a difference when your head coach is an offensive-minded guy. Like the last two quarterbacks they drafted were obviously Spielman drafts, but those were defensive head coaches. It was Leslie Frazier and it was Mike Zimmer, who probably just wanted a guy who could go and manage a game. Uh, Kevin O'Connell wants a guy who he can turn into a superstar, and so that yep. that's a difference in who you might pick in this draft. Agreed. All right. Um, we've got a few more questions we'll get to here. Um, Gami wants to know, gimme, Gami, Gami, gimme. Leave us, uh, love us. Wants the entire podcast to be about pigskin pitchers, talking about quarterbacks. Uh, he also had the question about trading up, but he also wants to know about other uh, spots they could trade up to other than two or three. Ben, you had them mocked to trade up to 11 with the Titans. Yep. Yep. Um, so, that would be one of those situations where one of those guys, specifically Richardson, probably would have to start falling, yes. or Stroud, or whoever, would have to start falling out of the top ten. Yeah, probably. And you could make a case that they need to trade higher than that because Vegas, like, do they take one at seven? Does Atlanta take one at eight? I mean, you may need to get up that high to be assured that you're going to get the guy that you want. 
I think people have talked about Philly possibly being a spot where you go to up to a 10 knowing that they don't need one and you want to get in front of the Titans and the Texans at 11 and 12. So that could be another place to watch as well. I, it, it's such a fascinating draft in a lot yeah. of ways because, I mean, really, you can make the case for every team from five to nine. Who's picking nine? I can't remember that one. But five is the Seahawks, six is the Lions, seven is the, the Raiders, and eight is the Falcons. You could make a case for any of those teams taking a quarterback. You could make a case certainly for the Seahawks, Lions, and Raiders not taking a quarterback. The right. Falcons, I think it's hard to make that case. But right. It, it really gets, I think there's a lot of, you know, versions in the multiverse here of where this could go based on what happens with those first few picks and then what the Seahawks start to, you know, from that group yeah. on down, what they start to do. Um, the Star Tribune has learned the Bears are at number nine. Oh, yeah. That's trade, right. trade they probably won't take one. From one no. to nine. Uh, could look back to trade back again, potentially. Suppose it could. Um, at, Division trades. Yeah, Quasi wouldn't do Quasi that. Quasi made it the thing. Quasi trades with the other guy that they were going to talk to about that job. Yeah, that'd be a Quasi story. and Ryan Poles. That'd oh, be a man. story. Oh, man, that would be a story. Justin Fields, there was Vikings team a couple of yeah. years ago. They went up to nine to get their guy, and they're and Chicago and Able Bet. Oh, man, so you can book your uh, big Sunday Star Tribune takeout for that first Vikings-Bears <laughs> game right now. Right now. Quarterbacks. Um, we have one from Richard. He wants to know, wants us to clarify what kind of player Anthony Richardson is. I wouldn't quarterback, say, football player. I wouldn't say we're the, the scouting podcast to break down uh, film or anything like that about these college prospects. But, um, he says, I think people see his 40 time and assume he's Lamar Jackson, even though they're not even remotely close in playing style. One thing that we should talk about though is that, um, somebody had mentioned, um, our last, one of our last podcasts about our discussion about a Cam Newton type. Yeah, I think on uh, about what they're looking for that I've walked back from this. Yeah, well, no, but what we were saying <laughs> and what I've at least was saying yeah. at the time, and I think we still stand by, is that accuracy is one of the chief yes. traits that they look for. When you talk about coaching staffs and teams being trait based and looking for prospects for the Vikings and for a lot of people, accuracy is the top one. That's why Cousins has been somebody that O'Connell probably likes more than a lot of people do. Yeah, and so if Anthony Richardson is accurate and they get him into these drills and stuff and they find out he's accurate. They'll take everything that comes with them. Yep. Uh, the, the mobility, the, uh, cannon that I saw somewhere described as a ham cannon. Yes. For yeah, an arm. Well, what? <laughs> I don't know. I saw know. that too, but what I didn't get it. What is that? Does it shoot hams? You shoot hams out of a cannon? It must. Yeah. It must. Some CJ better be getting some naming rights on that. AFC personnel um, man that grew up in the South. <laughs> but they'll take everything that comes with that. I'm not, I don't think any of us are sitting here saying they don't want an athletically gifted free no, quarterback. That's no. not at all what we were saying, but we just know that the Vikings prefer certain traits in their quarterbacks and you don't have to be, as we see with Kirk, the biggest athletic marvel. Right. Um, to run this offense for Kevin O'Connell and everything we've heard from Kevin is that he's incredibly open to shaping an offense around whatever quarterback they do end up with. Yeah. If it were this year or next year, um, he certainly doesn't seem like the kind of coach who's saying, which to Kyle Shanahan's fault a little bit in San Francisco, it seems to be that way where he says, this is my system. Yeah. I will get an unathletic robot to run it. I don't care. <laughs> and the Vikings, at least rhetorically seemed, or talking about it, seem to be a little bit more open to not, you know, kind of just forcing this robot into a system. Yeah, I mean, Kevin O'Connell, in the time he's been in the NFL, has coached a lot of different types of quarterbacks. Yeah. It's been Johnny Manziel. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Oof. Matthew Stafford. Mm. Kirk Cousins. I mean, not not making value judgments on any of these guys. Certainly some guys have worked out, some have not. But 
he has coached different types of quarterbacks, and I don't think, yeah, he's not sitting here saying that I have to have, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. type guy uh, all of the time. I the question with Richardson, I think, is a valid one as far as accuracy goes, because yeah. that some of the numbers in college and some of the scouting reports would suggest that he's not the most accurate quarterback. Can you teach that? Can he get better at it? You can um, get better at it, but I don't know how much you can teach yeah, that. You can, yeah, you can. I mean, you can hide it a little bit. I think some of the the concern with him is that he tends to uh, throw a lot of ninety mile an hour fastballs and learning to put a little more touch on the ball. You know, if that is the only issue, that would seem to me like a fixable problem. Yeah, but easily correctable. A lot of oh gosh, I just had a <laughs> breakout there. That was <laughs> like that's a trigger. Um, yeah, I, I think they would go in knowing that, and I think they would, if they got a guy like that, you'd mold the offense to take advantage of some of the mobility stuff. I, you're not going to go Lamar Jackson where everything's gun power stuff. I mean, that won't be how they play. But, yeah, if you could use it, I'm sure they wouldn't mind it. Yeah. If Brock Purdy was the real, like if he was the typical Mr. Irrelevant pick and wasn't any good, would Kirk Cousins still be here? That's a great question. I heard the Vikings liked Brock Purdy last year too. Interesting. Not enough to draft him, though. No, not enough to draft him because <laughs> he was the work. He was literally the last. Yes, pick, right? he was yeah, relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so, they didn't have a seventh, so maybe they. He is just you know who so, might have been a UDFA know who wouldn't have had guy. that problem? Spielman. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he is just so Brock Purdy, just so blah. As yeah. a, but he just did everything intellectually that Kyle Shanahan had the perfect robot for him. Brock Purdy from um, Iowa State. All right, well, not as much fun as Brian Balaga, Iowa, but. Pretty from Iowa State. Um, the last question we had was about trades with Quasey. How much should we expect the Vikings to be moving around the board? Um, I would say a lot, whether it was up or back, just seeing as how they only have these five picks. Um, we're probably going to be writing a lot of the updates of the Vikings move this pick for this pick, only for it to be outdated immediately because then they move then one of the picks they got for another pick. Yep, yep. <laughs> That'll be a fair amount of that, I would expect. I mean, I, I think in my mock draft I had them. Yeah, they're think, getting to seven picks, right? I which had them getting to like seven. A, which seems like a a reasonable amount. Yeah, can I a little industry secret on those things? This was always the thing with Spielman. It's like the first year I did trades, I'm like, I don't want to do a mock draft with 14 picks, <laughs> yeah, so there I'm you go. not going to have them go to that many because it's just too much work. <laughs> so okay. that there is a limit to how accurate that is. I I think seven. I was like, okay, I seven. I could see them getting a seven. I don't know that they're going to do a lot more than that this year. No. I also don't think that they believe I, – I think there's a lot of teams that think this way – that it's not that deep of a draft. Yeah. And the higher value for them is top 100 picks, more so than Spielman where it was just the more chances you have at it, the more swings you get. He almost treated like the, treated them like they're lottery tickets of equal value. Like, no, no. they're not. And the analytics would suggest that they're not. But the – more is always better approach. I I don't think is the one that they're going to use all the time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this continues to evolve as we learn more about Quasi and and just as they get more comfortable too uh, in their draft processes and how they evolve and learn from what they've done already. Going to include drafting another running back, but we we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you never know. <laughs> it's Chinatown, Andrew. 